0: Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. Um, okay, so I hope everyone had a good Yantiv of Shavuos. and um, is doing well. <clears throat> so today we're learning Parsha Snayach, as is our habit. And um, we're up to the last part of the phrase, of the verse, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to Noach and telling him what he's about to do. This is the first time Hashem is speaking to Noach. And he has observed the corruption of the world. And he says, and this is Yud Gimel, Hashem the end of all flesh comes before me, Kimolor chamas because the earth is filled with theft, corruption from before them. Right? And we've spent the last couple of weeks discussing those two phrases. The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with chamas with destruction before them. And now Hashem says the very difficult V'hinini mashchisam es haaretz. And behold, I'm going to destroy them es What does that mean? Es So es says the targum im ara. I'm going to destroy them along with the earth. Rashi. V'hinini mashchisam es haaretz kemai min haaretz. Rashi's first pshat is I'm going to destroy them from the earth. I'm going to wipe them off of the face of the earth. And he brings a, a similar usage that the Torah uses the word "s" When, when, when Myshe Rabbeinu says, When I leave the city, I will spread out my hands to the heavens and I will pray and the rain will stop coming, the hail will stop coming. So when it says es it doesn't mean the city, it means from the city. So too here it says, "Vini, mashisam "I will destroy them from the land. We were wiped off the face of the earth, mankind. But then says Rashi, Im imhart, with the earth," which is what Unkulu says: Because not only was Nayak destroyed, but the Earth, to some degree, was destroyed as well all the way down to the three Tvachim, the three fist breaths that the machresha, that the plow blade, would go and embed into the soil, that was also erased, uh, you know, uh, uh, distorted by the overwhelming mea mabul, by the overwhelming waters of the flood. That's what Rashi says. So this is the, this is the issue, <clears throat> this is the issue, this is the thing that we have to discuss here. That way we're destroyed, that people were destroyed off the face of the earth is Pashut, but they were destroyed to some degree with the earth. And here, I want to spend today, in our shir and our learning today, talking about this concept of them being destroyed together with the earth. Im ha'aretz min ha'aretz. Now, on the one hand, we can discuss this in terms that we have spoken about already. Significant terms, terms which we will inevitably have to return to. And those are the terms of how the environment and the atmosphere itself was ruined. The three Amos, the three Tvachim rather, to which the blade of the plow would reach represents any part of the earth that was impacted by man. The blade goes into the ground. That's how deep man's impact reached in a very literal sense. And figuratively, what that means is that HaKadosh Baruch has to start the world again because the world was ruined. The world was corrupted. There was so much difficulty. There were so many problems that were present there within the earth. And so, Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm sorry, Moshe Rabbein, what am I saying? The Rabbeinah Shalelam had to destroy the world and take it down to the studs, as we've discussed before. The same way we found that major problem that even the that even animals and birds were practicing some kind, some sort of, uh, of immorality. They were having relations with things which weren't of their type. And that was an expression of this idea that the corruption, the immorality of man went all the way, went beyond the surface but just became part and parcel of every aspect of the world. So if you want to get a fresh start, you have to take it down. Personally, Elayn, Rachman, has mold in their house. So they can't just, uh, you, know, you know, wash it off, say goodbye mold. Sometimes they have to, sometimes, well, I know if you become so entrenched, they have to go much further and uproot it. And that's one level of understanding when it says that Hashem had to destroy them along with the earth. And going along with that, I would say, as the base HaLevi, who we've quoted already in this discussion who speaks significantly about this idea about the environmental harm which was created by Adam in the in the in the in this marble we uh, the the base Halevi notes and that's why to some degree when noah was uh, being saved from it he had to make that's the next possible say asaylu khateva you have to make for yourself a teva Because if the environment was part of the problem and was bringing down the humanity, so then when Nayak when we needed to have this break and to start again, there needed to be a new environment. And Nayak had to create for himself, HaKadosh Baruch instructed him to create for himself a teva, a bubble that within which there was no corruption and within which the true and positive spirit of the world would now be able to be nurtured anew. That's one way to understand the and it's significant I, by, by just spending the first five minutes of our discussion discussing it and then going on to something else I do not mean in any which way to underestimate its significance it's extremely extremely significant but there's another aspect here and that aspect is one which I want to learn with you and bring out with you today on Isru Chag of Shavuos and to do it in the context of what we've been discussing several times. In fact, we made special emphasis of it the last couple of weeks. Yes, to some degree stimulated by the fact that it was then the eve of Shavuos, the days leading up to Shavuos, to Matan Torah. But it's an absolutely significant theme throughout any discussion of the Mabul. And you know, one aspect of the Mabul, as we spoke about, was that this was a moment of potential, of great potential. Perhaps the time when Torah could have been brought to the world, the waters of Torah, the nourishing, enlivening waters of Torah could have been brought to the world. But instead, what came to the world were waters of hashkasa, waters of utter destruction. And uh, understanding the, the moment, what could have been and what ended up happening, is of course a significant part of the story. We talked about it when we talked about kates. right? Kates is often a very positive thing. Yishlach <inaudible> right? Kate's is the positive end of days. But here, right? Kates kol is the end of all flesh. That shows you how it's a fork in the road. And then last week we talked about the chamas, the theft, which did in this world, which is contrasted with. The ki'ish echad Belev echad, with the great peace and unity, which was characteristic of what brought the Jewish people to, Mar- to Har Sinai. But let's now, today, talk about a different thing, a different reality, which is important, in the yes, in the comparison to Mathan Torah, but that only enlightens us as to a fuller and truer reality of what's going to happen here in the story of the Mabu. And I want to read to you a passage which is found in the Gemara in two places. It's found in Meseches Shabbos. In fact, those of you who are learning the Daf HaYaymi, we will learn this passage, Be'ezus Hashem, in Meseches Shabbos this week, later this week. It's a Gemara on Daf Peches Omer Aleph in Meseches Shabbos. The same passage in the Gomorrah is found on that Gimel, on the Aleph, in Meseches of What does the Gomorrah say in both of these places? I'll read to you first from the Gomorrah in Shabbos. Omar Chizkia, Ma'edich Siv what does the Pasuk mean when it says in Tehillim, from the heavens you made herd heard your laws, Eretz yara vishakata. The earth was fearsome, fearful, vishakata, and it was quiet. Im yara lama shakata vim shakata lama yara. If it was fearful, why was it quiet, tranquil? If it was tranquil, why was it fearful? In other words, those two feelings don't generally coexist. If you're fearful, you're not quiet, you're not placid. It says what you're right, they didn't coexist. There was a sequence. The earth was fearful and then it was quiet and then it was rendered peaceful. Vilama, yara. why was it fearful shlakish? Damare shlakish What does the pasuq mean when it says and it was evening and it was morning yom hashishi? Hey lamali. Why the extra hey? Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Revi, Yom Chamishi—that's what it says all the way through. But by Shishi, it says Yom Hashishi. Right? We've said over this Gemara, Rashi quotes it in Chumash many, many, many times. It says the Gemara, why the extra? Hey, Malamech Chisna Kodesh Baruch Hu Yimase Yisrael Askom Hashem says, "This is the day. This is the day that." Everything hinges upon, and that is that Hashem made a condition with creation. At the end of creation, at the end of the sixth day, He put in a t'nai. He put in a condition, and He said, "If the Jewish people accept the Torah, great, you will continue. But if not, I will return you to toyu v'avayu to nothingness and emptiness." Writes Rashi here. Why does it say a hey on the day of the completion of Beresh? The sixth, designated in another place. That's the sixth day of Tzivan. That's what we darshan from, that extra hey. That it's to tell you that Matan Torah was the condition upon which the world was built. And if the Jewish people wouldn't accept the Torah, the world would go back to emptiness and nothingness. And that's why the earth was fearful before shakotah, before it was made quiet again. Now, put you back to Torah, put you back to nothingness and emptiness? Such a thing? Wow, that's pretty extreme. Did that ever happen? Sure did. It happened in the Mabul. Hashem brought the world back to nothingness and emptiness, to tayu vavayu. Let's read another passage over here And again, and this is another version of the same. The same quote is brought, but the context is slightly different. Avedezor edav gimlam Aleph. The Gemara
1: here
0: is speaking about the end of days and the Jewish people gaining their rewards for, their, for our fidelity to Torah throughout the time. And the Gemara says that um, the nations of the world will claim, hey, how do we know that the Jewish people actually upheld the Torah? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, so we have to bring testimony, but Hashem can't testify because we are His children. So let the heaven and earth testify, right? Hazinu Hashemayim says the Gemara, no, they can't testify because they're noyim because they're partial. Why? If not for my covenant of day and night, the laws of nature of the heavens and the earth, I would not have established. Says the Gemara, what, is this, uh, what does this mean? What does it mean? If the Jewish people accept the Torah, great. Otherwise, I return it to emptiness. So again, if not for my covenant day and night, what does that mean? If not for my covenant day and night, if not for the Torah, regarding which it says you should speak in it, think in it, day and night. And it's called, of course, the bris. The Torah is called brisi, ye man So then, um, uh, it, it, I would have not have established, I would not have established the laws of nature of the heaven and the earth, which means, if not for the Torah, the world can't exist. And again, the Gemara brings what rashlakish said, So he says, Originally it was fearful, but then it was calmed. It was calmed. So what... What this Gemara is saying, what both of these Gemaras are saying, with these various verses to show, to demonstrate the point, is, are, excuse me, that the world can only exist with the Torah. And without it, it doesn't. Without it, the world cannot exist. And if that's the case, we can understand that the Mabul, Mamish precisely represents the flip side of the acceptance of the Torah. That idea that we said that maybe it would have been the time that the Torah would be given, but instead a mabel came. Cute, you know, the Torah is compared to water. Not cute. What happened here was that the earth was not a home for Torah. Not only thinking of it in the broadest sense of Torah, which is the acceptance of the Torah which happened on the 6th or the 7th day of Sivan and that brought the Torah, the 613 mitzvahs down to earth. But look what's being described here. There's not even the foundation slab of Torah that's being there in the world. The people of the time of the Mabul were violating the Sheva Mitzvahs, the seven commandments, which were universal and basic. And without that, of course, the world is not going to be able to continue. There's no foundation. The world is meant to be for the sake of the Torah. Hashem didn't create the world for the trees. He created the world for there to be people within it that would be able to actualize Hashem's values of the Torah itself. And therefore... As a result of that, as a result of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that since in the time of the Mabul, it showed that not only wasn't it ready for the highest level of Torah, but it wasn't level for anything, so the world gets set back and destroyed. And that's what we have to understand first and foremost about what happened in the Mabul. The Mabul was bringing the world back to Tohu Vavohu, to emptiness and nothingness. Now, what's the meaning of that? So that expression, tohu vavohu, you remember from the second verse of the entire Torah. Okay? I, almost everybody on this, on, this, on this Shia remembers it. I'm not sure if Jack remembers it. Right? Va'aretz ha'isa tayu vavayu. It says, the earth was tayu vavayu. So how do you translate tayu vavayu? Emptiness. Nothingness. Matter without form. Again, there are all kinds of uh, very, very deep interpretations. Again, and this is something which, which, which our dear friend Jack explored extensively, extensively in it. But it describes a world that is as yet unrefined. All of the refinements which took place during the Sheshis Yamei Bereshis, during the six days of creation, from the parting of the waters above and below, from separating the water to the dry land. None of that had happened. The earth was one big blob. No separation, no distinction, no differentiation within the world. No light. No light within the world. That's the original state of creation. And then HaKadosh Baruch who starts to open up the world. And of course, you know that the first creation in there is the ayer, is the light. And we're taught that that ayer is Torah. Kine'er mitzvah Torah or. And again, it's not just a little mystical thing. It's not just a little cute hint, but it's a huge thing. All the discussion about the light, that original light, that or hagonus, that light that had to be hidden away, the light was the first presence of HaKadosh Baruch coming into the world. And if you recall, as again we've mentioned many times, the Medrash notes that in that first day of creation the word light is used five times to imply, again, like the hay of Yom Hashishi, to imply the five books of the Torah. While Rashi says both in Shabbos and in Zorah, that the hay is to say that sixth day, but Rashi elsewhere says hay is... The Hamisha Shei Torah. It's an indication of the five books, of the five books of the of the Torah. That's uh, that's the way we have this. um, That's the way we have this uh, this uh, this remez, and that's Rashi brings that in Chumish, in Perak Aleph, Pasuk Lamed Aleph, the last verse in the first chapter which is from the Tanchuma, that the hay is for the five books of the Torah. And that's the idea, you know, that the, what is going to resolve the unrefined blob, which is just the physical matter of creation and make it into something that should have form and purpose and structure and direction, is the Divine Word, is the Torah itself. Without it, it has none. Without it, it has none. And that's why it's indicated in the beginning of the R. And it's indicated in the end in the Yom HaShishi. However, at the time of the Mabul, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, you have to understand in the Mabul, it wasn't just he gave a death penalty to the people, and he gave a death penalty to the animals, and he took it down to the studs because it was contaminated. What we have here is a deeper expression of the Mabul, and that is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought the world back to its starting point because its entire purpose depends hinges completely on the meaning which is given to it by the Torah, by the earth being a home and a place for the Torah's values to be realized. And without that, the whole project is gone. Let's try to bring this point out with greater clarity, I don't know if it needs greater clarity, but with greater amplification, could it, it, it's clear what, what's being said, right? I mean, it's clear. Yeah? Guys. Fist pump. Clear. Okay. yes. clear. Is there a connection with um, Hashishi and the flood, like some connection, so where it says the flood happened on the sixth or something like that? No, not that I know of. Not that I know of. But the 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 very I mean, again, the very presence of the flood is the actual indication, not just you know. There's an obscure verse in Tehillim that says or uh, or those are midrashic things this is a biblical story it's one of the most basic biblical stories in fact we refer to the flood as we even use it as an expression when we speak about great rain we speak that it's biblical right if you'll google please don't do it now while we're learning right, but if you'll if you if you'll 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 Google how many times is biblical with what probably biblical flood will rank very high, right? Very 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 high. This is one of the classic stories of the Torah. Everybody's still being mavir sedret parshas nayach, right? So so the the, the, the the and it's an illustration of this point. The earth trembled over the acceptance of the Torah because its very existence is contingent on the acceptance of the Torah. What's the proof? So again, put aside for a moment my fancy schmancy midrashim and zoars about Noach could have been Moshe and the Torah could have been given at this point in time. Just the plain meaning of the story. And the plain meaning of the story is that because the world was the opposite of hospitable to Torah and its values, therefore it couldn't exist. It had to be destroyed. The Torah exists, the world exists, only, only to house the Torah. Without it, not. Mishamai, Mishbat Adin, Eretz Yora Vishakata. You know, there's a famous medrash, it's a Gemara also in the same section of Mesecha Shabbos that Be'ezves Hashem we will also learn in the Daf HaYaymi this week. What's the Gemara? B'Sha'a sha'olomaysh Moray when Mesh Rabbeinu went up to heaven. Right? So he went up to get the Tyra. So what did the Malachi Hashore say? What did the angel say? What's that human being doing here? Why is he here? Ma'li eludisha what's this person born of a woman, what's he doing here? And Moshe Rabbeinu said, I came to get the Tyra. And the Malachim said, T'no Hashemai, Hashem, place your Tyra upon the heavens. Put your glory, the beauty, the height of the Tyra, put it on the heavens. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, you have to go and explain. You have to explain why you want the Tyra. Why the Torah is for you. And everybody knows what Mesh Rabbeinu explained. He turned to Hashem, he says, What does it say in the Torah? And Hashem told him, It says in the Torah, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim, Took you out of Egypt from slavery. So Mesh Rabbeinu turns to the Malachim, he says, Were you slaves? Were you slaves? If you weren't slaves, then the Torah is not applicable to you. Honor your father and your mother. Do you have a father and mother? So he showed them that the Torah was written for earthy application. And while the Torah represents, what did the Malachim think when they were asking the question? So we've explained many times, and you've heard many times and you understand, that the Torah is truth. And truth transcends any context. When we speak about the Torah existing 974 generations before the world was even created, the world as we know is created, is because the Torah is an absolute, it's a truth that transcends this physical world. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world so that the Torah would be able to be applied to it, and if it would stay in the heavens, then the earth would have no purpose, the earth would have no meaning. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Maish you have to at- explain to them why you want the Torah down there. My Rabbeinu says, look, the Torah is meant to be able to expand, to fill a different space, to, to govern relationships and society and everything. That's the fullest expression of the Torah. By the way, that's why we're taught in, the, in Chazal repeatedly that the Torah is for Eretz Yisrael. Right, that The main kiyom, the main fulfillment of Torah is in Eretz Yisrael. So why is that? So on one level, of course, you hear that, you say, oh, because Eretz Yisrael is the Holy Land, and therefore the mitzvahs and the tayr, which are holiness, belong best in the Holy Land. And that's very, very fine and very true and very correct. However, there's something else to it, and that is that when you're in Golos your society isn't governed by the Torah. The only thing that hopefully is governed by the Torah is your private life, perhaps your Jewish communal life. But the context that surrounds it is not governed by the Torah. And therefore, you don't have the fullest expression of the Torah in the world. Eretz Yisrael, which is the land where the Jewish people are to be sovereign, which is our land, there we have a chance, an opportunity to be able to create a society that is in its entirety governed by the Torah. And that's why the Iker of the Torah is for Eretz Yisrael. The Iker of the Torah is in there for Eretz Yisrael because it gets to express itself in every dimension of the life of that society. And that's why the earth trembles. That's why the earth was destroyed when it was completely not governed by the Tyra. so it wasn't just that it was contaminated. It goes back, Hakadosh Baruch who reverses every aspect of Barachis, every aspect. Re- you'll see. We'll see. Hashem, one day we'll get to the end of the Mabul, and it's gonna. Hashem, keep the faith, guys. Right, one day we're gonna get to the end of the Mabul, and what's it gonna say over there? Hashem says to Noach, after he has the carbon, I promise I won't destroy the world. And from here on in, right, the planting season, the harvesting season, the summer, the winter, cold, heat, day, night won't stop. So what do Chazal say? They say that implies that during the days of the Mabel, they stopped. What does that mean? The sun and the moon and the stars didn't do their thing. Wow. The sun and moon and the stars didn't do their thing. How did that happen? It had to happen. Because what was happening was, we were setting the world back to tayu vavayu, to nothingness and emptiness. Hashem said that there's no Torah in the world. Then what was creation for? Oh, the tayu vavayu could exist before the light. First Hashem created the tayu vavayu, then He created the light, then He put in the Torah. But anything afterwards, any refinement of the world, started with the presence of Hashem's light in the world, and when you chased Hashem's light from the world, as was done in the days of the Mabul, back to Tayuvavayu, that's what happens. That's what necessarily happens. It's not midrashic. It's biblical. It's explicit. another illustration there's a famous chronology which is given a little bit later in Maseches Havayda Zarah and that chronology is that the world is made up of units of time Alpaim, the first two millennia of the world were the Alpayim of Toyhu of emptiness as in Toyhu Vavayu the next Alpayim the next two millennia were the alpaim of Torah When did the Alpayim of Torah start? What year was Avram Avinu born? Anybody know? Avram Avinu was born in 1948. Right? Kind of interesting, ironic. 1948 from the time of creation of the world was the year that Avram Avinu was born. When Avram was 52 years old was the year Y2K. Avram was desperately concerned about his computer systems going under. They didn't. But what happened in Y2K, in the original second millennium, was that Avram Avinu started teaching Tyra. HaNefesh Asharasu Becharon started then. The light of Avram Avinu began to be spread. If Avram Avinu discovered HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself when he was three years old, that was just Avram Avinu. The world was still empty. It just had one person in it. You have to have the curing of the world to make the world be able to exist. If it's one person, like Noyach, who doesn't radiate outwards, the world gets destroyed. You just make a little a little arc for him and he goes bobbing along the surface of the water. But Avram Avinu, he ended the Taihu when he started to teach effectively. D'anefesh hasher because I know of him that he's going to instruct his children and his household following him and they will guard the way of Hashem to do tzedakah and mishpat to do justice and charity that's the reversal of this the world is emptiness and nothingness till Avram till Avram starts teaching and that's called the beginning of Torah and there you have it there it's figurative there I don't have a I don't have a story that's of biblical proportions to show you about destruction. No, that's hidden. Chazal hide it. The Mabel destroyed. In the time of Avram, was there going to be destruction? The closest thing we have to it is that Avram Avina was a contemporary of the Tower of Bavel. And there, there wasn't literal destruction. There was just disruption. But Chazal tell us the world was empty. It was tayhu. That even if you saw a physical world, it was a shell. It was emptiness and nothingness until Avram Avinu came along and started sharing the light of Torah, the purpose of the world that cures the emptiness of the world in a real sense. That's why we find that in the first Mishnayos, of the 5th chapter of Pirkei Avis. It starts and it says that the world was created with 10 statements. Why? To give great reward to the righteous, who are the purpose of the world, who therefore are upholding the world that was created with 10 statements. And to give great punishment to the wicked who destroy the world which was created with 10 statements. Meaning... The ten statements puts man at the climax as the purpose, as the purpose of creation, and therefore it's man's realization of his potential that makes it or breaks it. And then it says there were ten generations from Adam until Noach to show you Hashem's patience to give them a chance. They were angering Hashem till the waters of the Mabel came and destroyed them because it was the Rishoyim who made the world meaningless. That's what it is, and therefore the world, the 10 statements of creation, get undone. And then again, until 10 generations from Noach, till Avraham. But in Avram, there isn't cataclysm. In Avram, there is Kibel's Sharkulam. Avram comes and receives the reward of them all. He makes the world able to exist. Everything exists because of Avram. He becomes the purpose of creation. He becomes the source to give Torah and truth to everybody so that the world can continue to exist. That's the fullest realization of this idea that the world trembles unless the Jewish people come and accept the Torah. Now let's try to take this one step further. I want to read to you a fascinating thing which is found in the language of the medrash the medrash right here on this pustak the medrash says the following Even the three fist spreads that the plow blade affects the ground were also washed away. This can be compared to a ben malochim, to a prince who had a pedagogue. What's a pedagogue? A teacher, right? Pedagogy, right? A pedagogue is... A teacher. There was a prince who had a teacher. When the prince was, when the prince was rebellious and bad, poorly behaved, so the teacher was nirda, the, the teacher was punished. What kind of a job are you doing with this child? Continues the medrash. And this can be compared to a prince who had a mainika, who had a nurse a wet nurse, as long as he was sinning, his nurse was punished. I'm going to destroy them and destroy the earth along with them. So what's the earth? The earth is the one that raises the child. And because the earth raises the child, Therefore, when the child is doing terrible, the earth destroys, des- deserves to get destroyed along with it. Now, what's the idea? So again, on one level, we can understand, on one level, we can understand that the, the, uh, the, 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 the earth is, um, on one level, we can understand that, that the earth is there. It has its purpose to nurture man and to develop man and to develop him right and when he when it loses that role and it's not developing it right so then the earth has to suffer along with it but the medrash goes out of its way to give two misholin one muscle is the pedagogue the teacher and the other muscle is the nurse why is that which one is it the earth is the nurse by the way we can understand very well You eat from the earth; it feeds you, right? Everything comes out of the earth, so the earth feeds. The earth is the teacher, is the pedagogue. They say Abraham learned uh, Torah from nature. It's true, they say that. But Avram, the Torah, the, uh, Chazal, the way they say it was, he learned it from his own kidneys, from himself, from his own instincts and the Gemara that says we learn from an ant, we learn from a cat. Okay, very good. Very nice. Very nice. Maybe that would be the case, and if all of these things became corrupted along with men, then they wouldn't be able to teach him the way back. I like it. Shkayach Yisrael. Very nice, very creative. I mean it. I mean it. It's very, 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 very nice. You understand that these, in a certain sense, are also the two models. It's not describing it as father and mother, but in a certain sense, it's it's the story of father and mother. Right? The father's role is the teacher. A father has the obligation to teach Torah to his children. And the mother is the nurse, is the nurturer. right? This is, uh, you know, Avram Avinu, made a, Yitzchak. Avram Avinu make, made a big festival on the day that Yitzchak was weaned. Why did he make a big party on the day that Yitzchak was weaned? because that was the day that Yitzchak transferred on a certain level from the nurturing of his mother, which was that she nursed the baby. Now that she was weaned, now Avram would begin to be able to do his part, which was to teach his child. It was that, that was why it was then that Sarah got worried about Yishmael. She didn't worry about Yishmael until that party. Why? Because, till he was weaned, she was holding him herself. He wouldn't mix with Yishmael, but when she gave him over after he was weaned to the pedagogue, to the teacher, to Avram, well, the teacher had another student. He had another child named Yishmael, and now there was what to worry about. So there's father-mother. There's father role and mother role. Father role is to teach. Mother's role is to nurture. Which is the role of the earth? Why would we say that the plough everything? Is it the nurture? Or the is mother. it the teacher? Is it Mother Earth? Yeah, nurture our mother. That's what you would think. That's what you would think. So here I want to share with you something, you could take it, you could leave it, it's a free country. I'll, I'll say it based on the way it was presented by Mireno HaGoyen Rav Hutner in one of his essays on Shavuot, if I'm not mistaken, the seventh, where he says as follows, there's a mission in Pirkeovis, another mission in Pirkeovas. It says as follows: Chaviv Adam she'nivra a human being is very precious. Why? He's precious amongst all creatures, because he was created in the divine image. As it says, Adam, God created man in his image. Chaviv Israel: the Jewish people are precious. Within the world of mankind, the Jewish people are precious. Why? Because they're called, Because they're called Hashem's children. As it says, You are Hashem's children. And then it says, The Jewish people are precious that they were given the precious tool with which the world was created. And that's what? That's the Taira. So there are two special things about the Jewish people. One is we're called Hashem's children. And the other is that we were given the Taira. The tool with which the world was created. So it would seem that the fact that we're Hashem's children relates to the fact that we are people who have the Taira. In fact there's an amazing Rashi that I've shared with some of you before. is an amazing, amazing Rashi. On Kriyashma. In Kriyashma it says, tam Levanecha. And you should teach them, these words of Torah should be upon your heart, and you should teach them to your children. It says Rashi, teach them to your children. These are the Talmidim, these are your students. Because students are called Children and teachers are called parents and he brings proofs to the fact that students are called children and teachers are called parents and what's his proof that students are called children he says because it says you are children of Hashem what does that mean that what makes us Hashem's children is not the fact that Hashem created us and I'll prove it to you, because if that would be the case, then the whole world would be called Hashem's children. Not just the Jewish people. Hashem created everybody and everything. But only the Jewish people are called Hashem's children. What's unique about the Jewish Jewish people? We were the only ones who were taught the Torah. Right? What's the bracha? Asher bochar bonu mikol ho'amim Vinos hanlonu es taira Sai, Who chose us from all the nations and gave us his Torah. That's the bracha you make when you study the Torah the Bechira of the Jewish people was in giving us the Torah, and that's what makes us Hashem's children we're Hashem's children not because we're His creatures but because we are His students now does that, is that required really? We have to be his students. How about the fact that Hashem created us in his image? Chaviv in Yisrael, Chaviv Adam we were created in Hashem's image, which means just the fact that we're created by him. All humankind is in a certain sense like a child of Hashem because we all resemble Hashem because we were created in his image. I think that there's a duality here between the yonik and the pedagogue. The menik and the pedagogue. HaKadosh ha- as the father of the divine image is HaKadosh really as the mother. What we would call the mother model. He generated us. We therefore come out like him. We share his DNA The Tzalom Elohim, the divine image. Torah is Hashem as the father role. It's Bonim You are sons of Hashem. Hashem teaching us the way. The earth, at this point, at this stage of the Mabul, both Yonik and pedagogue, it had to be destroyed. The organic the natural birth of man and the teaching. Because to some degree, before the Torah was given, like Yisrael said before, there was a certain element of instinct that was there in the creation of man that should have been there in the creation of man, that we should have understood. However, as we saw in the end of Parshas Barashas, What was the struggle? (laughs) My spirit will not be able to struggle with within man forever because he is also flesh. The human being was stuck between the physical existence, which is the core of the human body, and the spiritual existence, which is the core of the human soul. Which one forms the human being? Are we b'nei ho Elohim? Are we the children of God? Or I should say b'nei ho Elohim? Right, The verse says b'nei ho Elohim, right? Ministers, leaders, children of God. Or b'nei Adam are the daughters of man. Which one are we? What are we children of? What are we defined by? Yes, Matan Torah is the time when we become the children of Hashem through the Torah. The Torah forms us. You know what happened when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people? You know what it says? You all know. Chazal say, when the word of the Torah came, we all died. Took our breath away. And then what happened? Hashem revived us. What's the significance of that? Okay, it's an overwhelming experience to hear the word of Hashem, to see Hashem face to face as the Pasuk says. So whamma, we get destroyed. But you know what it is? Hashem recreated us. In a sense, the world was destroyed and had to be recreated with Torah at its core. And the human beings had to be born on Harsinai, not the birth before from Mitzrayim. We have to be born again, excuse the expression, on our Sinai, formed in that framework. The earth was both the nurturer and the teacher. Yes, the corrupt earth fed us. We were sustained completely by physicality, and it shaped us. It directed us, it made us, it made our decisions for us. The Derech Hashem, the way of God, He will instruct his sons and his children afterwards that they should safeguard the way of Hashem to do Tzdukah Mishpat. Is that what was going on? That was what Avram Avinu brought to the world, and as Rav Huttner notes, Derech Hashem, the way of Hashem is the way that a human being is supposed to emulate. The Ramam, when he writes about that middle path that a human being is supposed to pursue in Midos and in action? says the Ramam, that's what it means in the pasuk when it says that Avraham Avinu instructed his family and his children afterwards to guard the way of Hashem. The way of Hashem is that way of perfect unity and perfect balance between all Midos, between all character traits. Are we students of that or are we students of the earth? Students of the stomach and of the every other earthy and basic desire that a human being has is that our teacher that's the that's the that's the difference that's the contrast and that's why the earth had to be destroyed and we had this if you remember at the end of last of the, of parsha's Bereshis, what was the expression that was found there in the pusuk Hashem regretted that he made man on the earth. So if you remember, and you look back to your notes from our discussions then, Hashem was upset about the earthiness that was there, part and parcel of man. That was what upset him. That was what was now failing. He wasn't there a creature of the heavens, he was a creature of the earth. And that's why Eretz Yara Vishakata Mishamayi Mishmat Adin What's that verse about Matan Torah? From the heavens came forth you made heard your law. The earth heard. It was fearful. The earth was fearful. And then it was calmed. Because when the Torah was given from the Malachim, from the angelic down to the earth to tell you here apply it, bring it home here to the earth. Now the earth can exist. If there's a model, if there's a template for the earth to be shaped by the Torah, then the earth can exist. That's why I'm destroying them along with the earth. The earth has no meaning. It's not just the, the people fail. The earth now has no meaning. That's this posseg, Birth at Har Sinai was to reform us. Is that a re- why Moshe wanted us to go through all ten statements so that would be a complete
1: reformation?
0: Um, that's why there were ten statements, and yes, it would have been. That's what would have been, been helpful for us to do that. The 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 Aseres Hadibros, the ten commandments are the spiritual counterpart to the Asara Mamores, to the ten statements with which Hashem created the world. Hashem created the world with ten statements, and then Hashem brought the spiritual component into the world with ten statements, with Aseres HaDibris. And, uh, you know, as, as Rafutner explained many times, the difference between a Dibur and a Maimar. Is that a dibur implies the partnership of the listener? A mimer is imposed. A dibur implies the partnership of the listener, and that's the piece which uh, which we have to which we have to do. In order to be able to make it work, so now we could just end with noting that every morning before Kriya shema, you make two brachas. The first bracha is the bracha over the light, which is a bracha about nature. It's about the creation of the world. There's nothing particularly about the Jewish people in there. It's about nature. Yetere Ravare who created the light and the darkness, and so on. Yes, especially in the morning, we speak of it in transcendent terms. Our Ta'ir, may a new light shine over Zion. But it's about the creation of nature. And then, what's the next bracha? Habocher Ba'amo Yisrael, who chooses the Jewish people. The bracha about the giving of the other light of the Torah. And the idea is because that creation of the first bracha will have no meaning will have no sustenance, will have no ability to continue without without the Jewish people, the selection of the Jewish people and their, our acceptance of the Torah. Okay? That's the idea. So I'm going to leave you with a thought, a question, which we're not going to discuss this week, and we're not going to discuss next week. Next week we're going to go on to the next pasuk. But we'll discuss it hashem in the coming weeks. I assume we won't discuss it next week. I don't want to say it's forbidden. But here's the question: What was the light in the teva? our taseila teva. We'll learn in a couple of verses. Hashem tells Noach, make it soar for the teva. What's a soar? Soar was the light. But what was the light? How did the light get provided? So there are two pshatim, right? You know. What's pshat number one? was a window. The other pshat was, the Noach said, I do a lot, but I don't do windows. So what, it, what was it instead? It was a brilliant gem that inside the teva provided light. A fascinating question did the light come from the outside from the original or maybe second to original light that Hashem created in the world around or was there did there have to have its own light source in this little world of the Teva it's something to consider excuse the pun in light of our discussion okay have a great day, everyone.
1: Have a great day. Have a great
0: day, everybody. Okay. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I Okay. a night question. Now I get a Sunday morning question. All right. Okay. Very good. <laughs>
1: also. Oh,
0: thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Be well. I'm reading your. I'm reading your notes. Go ahead. Okay. All the best, everyone. Good notes, Jack. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ruven. Have a good day, everyone. Enjoy. Bye bye. Shavua tov.
1: Good day. Bye bye. אֶת צריך לסוד מזמודות דמייתי, יש מוד רוחי, מחתב לו שאני יש מודופי מחשי בעדווה של עניגי. נעלמתי, דומי, החשייתי מטוב וחייבי, נקרחם, לבי בקבי, 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 שיבר הייתי דולשני. ידיד הנקיצים יספון. חתם <מח> הקביסי עלינוי תאכלתי לכה היא מקוב שהיה צילי נחפשנו בול אל תסימי נעלמתי ליף תחפיקי התאוסי שיש רע שמי המניגיך מתגרס ולך חליסי וצריכו חי סלו וניסר תאיש ותמס כוש חנלו די חבל כעודם שלושים הצפילוסי עלינוי שבו סי אזי על תחרש כגרונך ימר תשוט ככל עביפי ישון ממני ואבליגו בטר מלך לעניני ואנצח לדם לי מזמר קביסי עלינוי והאית אליי I was like, I'm going to to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go the house. I'm going to go to